Welcome to the College Football Bros, the podcast with three returning All-Americans. And now, here are your hosts, Michael, Ryan, and Trey Newman. Welcome to the College Football Bros. I'm Michael Newman. I'm Ryan Newman. And I'm Trey Newman. This is the first episode of our season preview series. This week, we're going to cover the G5 and independence. In the following weeks, we will answer burning questions in each of the Power 5 conferences. Also, every week during preview season, we will have additional YouTube-only episodes. So subscribe to our channel there. Give the videos a thumbs up. Leave comments. We're, we're trying to grow that channel, so we'd really appreciate that. Uh, in a few days, we're going to have an episode previewing Notre Dame on YouTube, so be on the lookout for that episode. But let's get right into the G5 here with our first burning question. Will Cincinnati three-peat as AAC champions? What do you think, Ryan? Yeah, that that's tough to do, uh, three-peat, man. Um, but, you know, I'll, I'll say, people that are expecting Cincinnati to, to kind of take a big step back um, after arguably the best season in school history, you know, and they are losing some some guys, but I think they're going to be disappointed because there's this is still going to be a very good team. Um, for the title, I think it's neck and neck with them, and I, I'd probably go Houston. I think it's really close between those two teams. Um, now that the AAC doesn't have divisions, it's just the two best teams uh, with their best records go to the, to the title game. So um, I actually think that only increases their chances of those teams uh, heading to, to, to meet in the title game. So anyways, a little more into Cincy here. Um, you know, they, they lose quite a bit of course, and especially from that defense, but it's still somehow going to be an experienced group. They, they had some depth last year. They had a ton of guys, um, that played a lot. So it's looking like they're going to have maybe start 10 juniors and seniors. They also added a, a first team, all Mac linebacker, Ivan Pace, who's, whose brother is actually a starting linebacker already on Cincy. So got a brother duo there. Um, the three-man D-line looks strong. Arquan Bush is back in the secondary. So this defense, while it won't be as good as last year, they lost some NFL guys, still going to be a very, very strong group uh, led by Luke Fickle. Luke Fickle. So they're, they're going to be good. And the offense is going to be good too, man. I mean, I know they lose a good trio. They, they lose Ritter at the quarterback, uh, Ford running back, and then Pierce at receiver. They all went to the NFL, but... People seem to be high on, you know, Evan Prater uh, at QB. They, some people have been clamoring for him to to get some more action even before this past year. Um, but there's also Ben Bryant just coming back to Cincy from Eastern mm-hmm. Michigan. He played at Eastern and had a good year. So there's some competition there. I think the O-line is going to be good. Um, all five of them come back. So there's is it going to be a good team, man. And Houston's right there with them. But, you know, we'll, we'll touch on them a little bit. But. I don't think they're going to win it all, though. So my answer oh. to the question is no. <laughs> it's just hard to, man. It's really hard. I think they're coming back a little bit, but they're still right there at the top. It's just if I'm a betting man, I got to go against it. Okay. okay so, so but you're... who's your who's your pick to win the AAC? I mean, you could look at this question two ways. You could look at it as, yeah. as Cincinnati or the field. Obviously, exactly. We'd all probably yeah. take the field, but yeah. But if you had to pick one team, who are you taking? I'm I'm in, I'm going to go with Houston. I'm going to go with you. Okay. I think they, they, I like the talent they have. Clayton Toon's coming back. He's, he's done a good job. Uh, they're good receiving core. So uh, I'd probably lean Houston. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm with you there, but I, I will agree with your point on, on the AAC still running through Nippert stadium. Um, I, overall though, this conference, um, 
it, it it's great. To, it's going to be great theater to watch because it's the last year for the main players, Cincinnati, Houston, and UCF before they bolt to the Big Twelve. And I think you can make a really strong case for those three, and then maybe even SMU as far as who's who could win this. Um, we you touched on Houston returns a lot. UCF they finished six and one down the stretch with a bowl win against Florida. SMU is going to have one of the best offenses with Tanner Mordecai coming back. They got the new coach, Brett Lashley. Um, I'd probably cut it off there before Memphis. Uh, But again, they're no slouch either just because they have one of the best quarterbacks in the league, Seth Hannigan. He put up big numbers last year only as a freshman. Uh, So getting down to it, this question, when you look at Cincinnati, you brought up the the main points, Ryan, but me, it just comes down to the, there's some questions like on both sides of the ball. Is it really plug and play for, for Fickle's defense and will Prater or Bryant, you know, match Ritter's production while breaking in some of that new skill position talent? Obviously they have talent, but it, uh, it's a question mark. And then, uh, as far as my prediction, I'm going to lean to Houston. Uh, I say they beat Cincinnati in the championship. They won 11 games last year. Clayton Toon put up gaudy numbers, and history tells us that when Dana Holgerson has a returning quarterback, they put up monster numbers usually. So he gets to throw to Nathaniel Dell, one of the best receivers in the conference. The defense actually is going to be a major asset and will actually rival Cincinnati as maybe the best D in the conference. It was good last year, too. And, and then the last, the last reason I'm picking Houston is their schedule. They avoid Cincinnati and UCF in the regular season, so it sets up really nice for them. Yeah, I I do have Houston in in the title game uh, because I think they're one of the two best teams, and like you mentioned, the the schedule working out for them. But if I'm having to pick one team to win the AAC, I would pick Cincinnati. Like it, this is not a situation like as we'll get to though Louisiana in in the Sun Belt who just. They really lose everybody. Cincinnati loses a lot. Well, but I know, Ryan. But Louise, yeah, they're, they're I, we're, still we'll get the, to that. Probably we'll, the best. Yeah, all right. All no, right, I right. know. We'll get to that later. But that's kind of an aside. But, uh, but I mean, Cincinnati, they're, they're I don't think, going to take as big of a fall as Louisiana will themselves just because, you know, they've, like you said, around Ben Bryant or Evan Prater, whoever the quarterback is, they actually return a decent amount, like you said, the offensive line. And I love the the transfer of uh, the Hawaii receiver, Nick Mardner. He could be one of the top receivers in the, the AAC. And then defensively, I just put my trust in Luke Fickle and the recruiting and development they, they do in that program. So, so yeah, I, I am picking Cincinnati. And I you've, you've kind of brought up all the teams that are, are in contention. Uh, just to add a little more about UCF. I'm not thrilled with the direction that Gus is taking the offense. Yeah. Uh, of course, they lost Dylan Gabriel, maybe maybe because of the Gus offense. I want to see what they, he does with John Reese Plumley. I want to yeah, see what because, happens there. Yeah, we don't know. We'll see if it's it's Rise Plumley or Mikey Keene. I would predict yeah. Plumley though is is the starter as well, or at least we'll get a lot of run pun yeah, intended yeah. there. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And him and Isaiah He's Bowser, exciting. like they they will have a very good running game and. He's been upgrading the talent on the defense, so they've they've got a shot as well for sure to uh, to win the conference. But but yeah, I will take Cincy over Houston. Uh, do we mention the Pirates? I, I think the, you know, he, Holden no, Aylers. I think they're kind of right there as uh, that second t- second tier of teams um, with SMU and maybe a touch behind UCF. But I mean, they were they were seven and five last year and returned a lot of people, a lot of production. Um, led by their quarterback Holton Aylers, who's one of the 
underrated nationally quarterbacks. So I uh, just want to give a shout out to them. Like they, you know, don't sleep on them. They they were pretty good last year. Should be even a little better this year. All right. Okay. Next one. What do we got here? We got. Uh, we're moving on to the Conference USA. So will the 2022 Conference USA Championship game be a rematch between UTSA and Western Kentucky? Well, first of all, they they won't have the East West divisions this year. Um, just matching the top two teams. But I will say they they won't have a rematch because there are lots of questions about both UTSA and Western Kentucky. When you look at UTSA, uh, they were a bit fortunate with with turnovers last year, and and this is going to be their first time facing an off season and and preseason going in with high expectations. Uh, Frank Harris and crew they're not going to surprise anyone uh, this time around. They're still very good, and I'm I'm pulling for them. I, I love the way that the program is being built. But there are there's some questions there, and then Western Kentucky, of course, <clears throat> they only lose Bailey Zappi, their offensive coordinator, two key receivers mm. to you know one of the best offenses. So yeah. that's uh, two that's receivers a lot of who production. combined for thirty three hundred yards. Yeah. yeah, just stupid. Insane. So good year. It that's uh, I mean Helton's got him in a good spot, but we'll see what he can do uh, following that up. Uh, but the other schools you have to consider are UAB, maybe even North Texas. Uh, I'm going to say, actually, I'm going to go out on a limb here. I'm going to say UAB beats UTSA for the title. I like UAB uh, this year. Uh, I'm going with the best defense of the bunch. I know they're losing one of their best, the better coaches out there, Bill Clark, but the rest of the staff is is intact. I'm assuming everything's going to kind of look the same. The defense should be good, especially the back end. The question is if the offense will uh will improve. And I think they will. Dwayne McBride is one of the best G5 running backs. He led FBS last year with 4.1 yards after contact. You got Trey Shopshire. He led the country with 26 yards per catch and he caught their winning uh, touchdown in their upset win over BYU in the bowl game. Dylan Hopkins, he was efficient at quarterback down the stretch and it just seems like he had to have gained some confidence with that. So I think this is going to be a, a win it for Bill Clark type of year for the Blazers. Okay. I, like you, would bet against a rematch. Uh, mostly for me, yeah, because I see a, a drop-off from Western Kentucky. They still got a shot, but I just need to see it before I believe it. With Because that offense was the key, of course, to their success yeah. last <laughs> yeah. year. Not sure, Jared Dagey. Not sure Jared Dagey can repeat that. Yeah, Jared Dagey. They also brought in, a, a, I guess, a nice D2 transfer, but that's even further further mm-hmm. below where, where mm-hmm. Zappy came from. So we'll have to see there. Um, I think UAB is going to take their place in the title game uh, against UTSA, but I prefer UTSA. I, I'm going to say they they repeat uh, as champions. Just I love the way Jeff Trailer has been recruiting. Just the continuity um, of of the roster. I know Sincere McCormick at running back is a big loss, but bringing in Traylon Smith from Arkansas is a is a pretty nice replacement. And Frank Harris, I think best quarterback in the conference. He's got a really good receiving core led by Zachary Franklin. I think the offense will will carry them to another title. We're on the same page as far as UAB versus UTSA. Um, we, we can't quite go with the um, Western Kentucky yet. We just don't have the faith, especially when their defense is just going to be pretty bad as it was last year. They were just so good on offense. But uh, UTSA is 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 still going to be pretty darn good. And I like the fact that they're bringing in some, some transfers, particularly for the the defense, which they needed maybe a little bit more help on. So they added five power five uh, transfers on that side of the ball. So 
give me give me some of that. Give me some Frank Harris. Um, I know Sincere's gone, but you know they're still going to be able to run the ball pretty darn well. Um, so yeah, I, I I like UTSA over UAB um, in the in the title game. So we're all we're all in agreement there. As far as who's in it, take so, yeah, whoever, exactly. yeah, at least as far as in it, yeah. And then uh, North yeah. Texas, I forget who uh, maybe Trey brought up. I, yeah, I brought up that they maybe in the conversation if they make a jump. Uh, I would have said so too, and they they won five straight to end last season, but and they bring a, a lot back. The problem is road games at UTSA, Western Kentucky, and UAB. So they the schedule gods really kind of screwed them over. FAU has a shot if Nicosi Perry. Yeah, and the offense. Yeah, uh, they have some upside. I wanted to forward. go with. I wanted to take UTEP. Uh, you know, but with with the loss of Jacob Cowling at receiver, because they actually do have quite a bit of people coming back. They got a ton of returning production, um, led by Gavin Gavin um, Hardison, the quarterback. But Jacob Cowling, that's that's just such a bad loss that for them, a, man. They needed to yeah, take he's a, a jump, key piece. That's a huge oof. loss. Yep. They were also transferred over to Arizona. It, yeah. Last year, they had a very soft schedule to start out that padded their numbers, but they were still a pleasant surprise. Yeah, it's still amazing that Dana Dimmel, hey, yeah. I guess they were very <laughs> yeah. patient with him. Wasn't it a couple of one-win seasons or something yeah, like hey, that to start him, out? Got him to a bowl game, baby. That's That was amazing. Another team, one last team to mention, watch out for Charlotte. The offense should be really good. Chris Reynolds, one of the best quarterbacks in the conference. If the defense can just be bad instead of horrendous, which... <laughs> I wouldn't necessarily bet on then then they're a, a long shot possibility yep fair enough all right so which is more likely northern illinois repeats as mac west division champs or kent state repeats as mac east division champs i think both are pretty unlikely they were both kind of fortunate to to get to the mac title last year if you look at the efficiency metrics there were arguably four or five teams in the mac that were better than them last season better than both of those teams um and they were a combined 11 and 2 in one score game so that's kind of how they niu and kent state were able to get there i think northern illinois is less likely to repeat even though they have a ton coming back i think they'll probably be better than kent state but just because they're the division they're in they've got toledo in, in the division who sp plus and fpi love this year and toledo was probably the best team in the mac last year they just had three conference losses by a combined eight points so they were very unlucky there and they, they were number one in offense and number one in defense as far as points scored in the conference like they had the best defense and best offense yeah. they just didn't end up in the title game they were really good daquan finn was kind of a revelation at quarterback for them really good yeah. dual threat stats and the defense last year actually it's kind of yeah, oddly surprising. for toledo you always think offense but the defense was their strength and they return a lot so toledo yeah. is my pick in the west and I think they will beat Miami of Ohio, led by Brett Gabbert in the East. Yeah, that's you know that's exactly what I have too. Um, I you know, and I had the same exact line of thinking. Um, Northern Illinois is the better team as far as you know going up against those two previous like Kent State, but it's just that that division is is definitely the harder one. Um, and we'll kind of get to another conference that's like that later. But you know, when you have such tough, tougher, a tougher division to go with, you, even though the better team. You just can't pick them. So um, Kent State does lose Dustin Crump too, yeah. uh, which is a, a huge blow for for Kent State. He's one of the best quarterbacks they've ever had. So um, underrated nationally quarterback. So um, I, I do think that I've heard some good things about, uh, you know, Colin, Colin Schley, who's supposed to be the replacement for him. Um, uh, he was back up for a couple of years for Dustin Crump, and he's looked good apparently in the time that he's got. 
Um, and Sean Lewis certainly knows, the head coach knows how to get some offenses going. So I think they're still going to have a, a, a good offense, but the defense is just atrocious there. Feast or famine for Kent State last year. I mean, they forced a lot of turnovers. They're plus 13 in turnover margin, but they they had one of the worst defenses in the country. They just routinely got gashed. It was just like, go for a interception or a fumble or else just let them run for a touchdown. So um, Northern Illinois, like Michael said, was lucky. They were fortunate. So even though they... I think they might be a better team. They might not have the wins. Exactly. Um, just because just they got so fortunate. So, um, yeah, I, I have the exact same picks, uh, though. That was Michael Toledo beating Miami of Ohio, who's the one concern I have for Miami of Ohio is their defensive line. They lost some key pieces there. They're going to be a little young. They might not have a ton of depth. So if there's injury concern at all this year, that's really going to hinder them. But with Brett Gabbert at quarterback, the offense should be good. Um, so I'll, I'll still go with them. But there are there are some concerns. Yeah, there's well, it's the Mac. There's no, there's no sure thing. Uh, yeah, they, no. yeah, exactly. Northern Illinois, just to put a bow on them, they do return Rocky Lombardi at quarterback, but we we've kind of all touched on the fact that, especially having Toledo in their division, it'll be an uphill climb. So we're all clean sweep. Got Toledo knocking off Miami, Ohio, and I mean, remember last year Toledo? They almost won in or in South Bend at Notre Dame. Uh, it just took a last. Yeah. Uh, a last-minute touchdown for the Irish. No one saw it because it was on Peacock, but but they had them. They had them. <laughs> um, but uh, but Daquan Finn, I love him. They got Bryant Kobach, too. He had over uh, about 1,400 yards rushing. And when you look at some of the other teams, you know, Western Michigan, they, they're usually pretty good. They lose a lot of production, including Caleb Ellaby at quarterback. I really like the returning offensive talent at Central Michigan with Daniel Richardson and Lou Nichols. Uh, they do lose Pimpleton. Uh, but the thing is, Toledo gets the Chippewas at home in the Glass Bowl. But Nichols, he's one of my favorite players. He was on my fantasy team. Not that anyone cares about that. But he, he averaged <laughs> 180 rushing yards per game in, in the final eight. So he filled up the stat sheet. And then um, and then finally, Bowling Green in the East. Uh, they're, they're at the top of the country uh, in terms of returning production. You know, I say that the problem is they just weren't that good last year. So particularly on offense. So maybe the continuity helps them take a, a bigger jump this year, but I'm just not ready to thrust them uh, forward. So looks like uh, the Rockets for us. Yeah, but the, the betting odds have the Mac wide open as always. So who knows? Oh, Obviously, absolutely. NIU last year was an insane underdog to win the conference. Well, yeah, because they had a terrible year the year before. It was, the you know, Hammock was on the hot seat and it's just you, you, the Mac is I think the Mac's the hardest conference to predict as far as who's going to win it, just because it seems just like, you know, the recruiting is always relatively similar. It seems like there's never a huge difference between the teams, but man, the one thing, the only thing I can say usually about the Mac is Toledo's usually pretty good. Yeah. Other than that, it's like, I don't know. Definitely a crapshoot of a conference often. Let's move on to the next question. Will Boise state regain the top spot in the mountain West in 2022? Okay, I don't think so. As my as my official answer, actually, no, is my official answer. I should be more <laughs> firm than that. <laughs> no, uh, listen. They're certainly in the discussion, um, and they have oh, a, nice a decent you. chance to Very win. Nice it. If you put them in the discussion, yeah. Well, I just I, I think it's just too competitive of a of a conference. Um, you, you got Air Force, who's going to be good. Utah State, Fresno State, and the Aztecs, San Diego State. I mean. It's, I don't see Boise being, you know, head and shoulders above those teams. I think all those five realistically have a, aspirations of winning the conference. So, you know, Boise, maybe a slight favorite, but 
Um, I personally am going to go with a little under the radar. I'm going to personally pick Air Force uh, to win the conference. Um, they had a good year last year. I mean, they returned an absolute ton. Um, they went ten. They had ten wins last year. Um, starting all jun- juniors and seniors, their their backfield looks really good. Hazik Daniels back at quarterback. Brad Roberts, tough physical run, uh, fullback that had over thirteen hundred rushing yards. He's back. The offensive line last year was a huge concern because they had no returning starters going into last year. But I mean, they were like fourth in the nation, or do they lead the nation in rushing? They, they led the left. nation. They matter. They matter actually. Yeah. Okay. There you go. Yeah. They led the nation and rushing. So three of those guys are coming back. I have no concerns about the offensive line, really about the whole offense. They're going to be good. Defense should be good too. It was very good last year, quietly one of the best in the nation. Um, question is just the secondary for them, but Air Force is my pick, um, you know, just to, to take the whole crown, but it's just too, it's too, too balanced. And those two, between those five teams. So uh, I'll lean with the Air Force, but I do, I do, I think Boise is good, but I'll let you guys kind of touch on some other teams. Yeah, I the Mountain West is is kind of like the Mac of recent years. It's it. I just wouldn't be surprised if uh, a fair amount of teams ended up winning. I'm a little more confident when you look at the West Division. I'm going to take Fresno State. I know they lose Kalen DeBoer, but Jeff Tedford is obviously familiar with the program. Hayner's one of the best quarterbacks in G5, um, and he returns a lot of production on offense. Josh Kelly, Jalen Cropper on the outside. Jordan Mims is great in the backfield, used in the passing game. Um, I mean, the defense is a bit of a question mark, but uh, if if any of those guys step up with that outstanding offense, they're going to be in a lot of games. So I, I like Fresno in the West. And I'm like you, Ryan, in the Mountain Division, I was kind of torn between Air Force and Boise. Boise was just so frustrating last year because they were inconsistent. They lost a few close games yeah. early, just couldn't get over the hump. And Hank Bachmeyer, he's been inconsistent. Holani, the running back, he's great, but he's not always healthy and reliable. And then the O-line, they gave up a bunch of sacks last year, I think 27, so that's a question mark going into the year. I will say, though, they might have the best defense in the country, or sorry, not in the country, in the conference. They should be really good. They return a lot lot there. So they were one of, uh, I was looking at a stat, they were one of a few teams in the country last year. They had more interceptions than passing touchdowns allowed, and they've got a lot of that. those guys coming wow. back. So. That being said, I am gonna gonna take Air Force just because of all that returning production. They won ten games last year. Uh, Troy Calhoun is is kind of the man, and Daniels looked great in their bowl game against Louisville. He's actually passing the rock, which was impressive. Um, I just I, the defense I think is gonna be needs to be a little bit more of a strength, but I like the fact that they get Boise and Colorado State at home, which is a tough place to play. So I'm going to say Fresno ends up winning it all, though, um, and and knocks off Air Force. Yeah, Jeff Tedford, comeback. I just like yeah. I just love Hayner. He's really good. Yeah, He's, I I agree is. with Fresno being the pick in the West over SDSU. Just SDSU yeah, was I agree with that. six and zero in one score games last year. That's of course likely to regress, and they're just likely to be a worse team uh, given all that they lose. So uh, yeah, Fresno in the West. I'm a little bit more confident. Uh, in the mountain with with Boise State than you guys are because you could argue they were the best team last year. FBI and SP Plus kind of had it neck and neck between them and Fresno in in the whole conference as far as who the best team was. And Boise actually blew out Fresno on the road. They just they lost a lot of close games against good teams, including in the non conference that Oklahoma State game. They almost had them, and that was a yeah. team that went on to almost make the playoffs. And so, UCF, yeah, huh. UCF as well. Yeah, they 
And that well, was back when well, they Air had Force did beat Gabriel in Boise. So true, true, true. All right. Well, I didn't <laughs> want to talk about that. It doesn't help my, my argument here, Ryan. <laughs> but yeah, defense is great for Boise State. The question is the offense, and the offense loses Khalil Shakir at receiver. So that's yeah, that's, that's a big. big loss. But he was but, huge. He was. But Trey brought up, brought up, I think, a key point is offensive line was such a big issue for them last year, but they had a lot of injuries on the offensive line. They were really shuffling guys in and out. So if that's better this year, you would expect, then that could kind of really change the way the offense looks. Uh, so Boise State is my pick. I'm going to have them taken down Fresno State in, in the championship. Yeah. Man, well, Love the Mountain West. Another yep. dark horse I want to bring up in the Mountain West, San Jose State, just because their their defense will be good. If the offense yeah. can take a big step forward with Chevy Cordero coming in, the transfer from Hawaii, Elijah Cooks, another transfer from Nevada, if he can kind of regain his old form, yeah, stay they're bringing healthy, in transfers. then you know maybe they've got a shot. Uh, we, I think we have to bring up Utah State, the the reigning champs. True. Yeah, course. yeah. Logan Bonner back. How Logan Bonner's back. You know, Blake Anderson did an unbelievable job with them. I mean, they had they they uh, you know obviously exceeded expectations, but. They they still have some some decent players going back. Yeah, they the lose QB, a lot so. on defense, and their receiving core just gets gutted. So that that will be the question mark for me. It's I don't know. Bonner had his best year, and it was a really good receiving core. So maybe you know maybe they can do it again. But that that's my question mark. They were just one of the weirdest champs because they they won a lot of games, obviously. But when they lost, they lost like they got their money's worth. They just <laughs> they were so <laughs> yeah. bizarre last year. It's true. It is true. All right, let's move on, though. Uh, we'll move on to, uh, let's see here. We got the Sun Belt. Uh, so who is more likely to win their division? Um, Louisiana in the in the West or App State in the East? I'm going to say Louisiana is more likely in the West, and and that's more due to the fact that the East is is loaded, and it's one of the better di- divisions in, in G5. Uh, I really wanted to pull the trigger on Troy in, in the West to de- dethrone Louisiana, who's won four straight divisions, but Troy's bringing in a new coach. I, I don't really trust their offense enough. Gunnar Watson, he played a majority of the season, but he only threw eight touchdowns. I will say their defense should be an asset. Carlton Marshall, the the linebacker, he could break the FBS tackle record this year. Um, but I'm settling on, on Louisiana. Uh, we know they lose Billy Napier and some production like Levi Lewis and most of their offensive line, but we've some always talked production. about, well, okay, fair, a lot. I, I'm I concede that totally, but but we've kind of it's kind of similar to Cincinnati where we've talked about how Napier recruited at the a Sun Belt's you know highest level, uh, and 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 their defense still should be pretty good. They were 26th in SP plus last year, and they don't return everyone, but they return a fair amount of production from that unit last year. Um, so they're certainly going to regress from the 12 wins last year, but I think they're still the class there. And then East, I wouldn't scoff at like any pick. I would love it to be Coastal, Grayson McCall, but just not seeing it since they lose way too much. Uh, I landed on App State. Chase Bryce returns after a big year. Even though he loses his top wideouts, Christian Wells showed some promise. Uh, the running game should be good again. Nate Noel, Cameron Peoples behind a line with four seniors. So I, I, th- I think the winner of that stronger East division will win the conference. So I'm going to say App State beats Louisiana. Yeah, Trey, I pretty much agree on all counts there. It was very tough pick because of all that Louisiana is losing. I do think they will be a much, much worse team than last year, but their division is is just way, way easier. So I'll I'll say they are are more likely to win the West. 
And another thing is that they avoid App State in cross-division play, which is huge, whereas their major yeah. competition, you mentioned Troy, draws both App State and Marshall from the other side, arguably, you know, definitely two of the maybe three or four best teams on that side. Um, and then I think, like you, like you, whoever wins the East will win the title, and my pick is App State as well. But they're definitely not a, a dominant team out there, and they could be tripped up by... I would say three main teams. You brought up Coastal with Grayson McCall, but man, they lose everybody else besides Grayson McCall. So it'll be a real test of of his quarterback play with without all those pieces around him and of Jamie Chadwell's coaching. Then you've got Marshall, of course, the the newcomer to the well, one of a few newcomers to the conference, but they're the best one. We'll see if Texas Tech transfer quarterback Henry Columbi can improve that offense. They've got a star running back, Rasheen Ali, to to help them out. Yeah. So. Um, and then defensively, they brought in a bunch of transfers to to try to weather some losses there. So we'll see. They've certainly got a shot to to win the Sun Belt. And I'll I'll save one more kind of dark horse. See if Ryan brings them up. Um. Okay. Yeah. I, well, I mean, you guys have hit the nail on the head as far as who's more likely to win the division. Um. And I'm I'm not gonna even I'm gonna go against you guys. I'm not gonna pick App State. Uh. Actually, to win, um, the division, even though they did last year. I'm I'm going Coastal. Um. I know they lose a ton, uh, but I think the program is 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 a good program. I think Jamie Chadwell uh, has done a great job developing his players, um, and Grayson McCall is just too good. I mean, he is the clear best QB in that conference. And I think he does make a significant impact, um, and he can kind of overcome some of the losses that they're going to experience. But their system on offense, uh, I, I, I just trust them that they're going to have a good team, and they get App State in going they go to coastal so that 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 that's a big one for me if coastal can win at home against them that's a big upper upper hand in that 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 kind of game it happened last year coastal lost at app state and there that's what app state went so a big I'm one i'm just there. so worried about their uh, defense the i know i'm i'm a little concerned but too but McCall's the man. Up, baby so <laughs> yeah mccall's awesome he'll put up 60 if he has to to win so that's that's just i'll just roll my dice with the the pissing teal guy <laughs> Um, uh, but you know, if you, when, when you go to the East, Louisiana is the clear favorite, um, Troy, maybe you mean the West, um, the West. Oh, wow. It is so hard in that dang, that the darn sun belt just, <laughs> it gets, it trips me up on the East and West in there. I don't know why it shouldn't, but it does. Um, but yeah, when you go to that side of the division, man, it is brutally Louisiana Monroe, terrible. Arkansas state should be bad again. Southern miss. No good. Texas state. No good. South Alabama, maybe like, but yeah, when's the last Cam time they've Mac. been good? You know, it's, it's been forever. Troy, Mike Trace, that new coach. I mean, they, they have a lot of returning talent and stuff, but can they actually put it together? I don't know. So Louisiana, I like them. I know they lose a lot, but there's still about five returning starters on offense or so. And a few on defense, like, but they, they've, those guys were, you know, they were experienced, an experienced team for a few years, it seemed like. So they've had time to, build up the depth so even though those guys those starters that were there are gone the backups are not young guys they're going to be starting upperclassmen all across the board maybe just one um if i remember correctly just one that's not a junior or senior so i'm i'm actually high on louisiana even though they lose a lot they're not going to be what they were but plenty good enough to win that division and still good enough to win the conference in my eyes so i'm actually going to take louisiana uh to win that division and i'm actually going to take louisiana to win the entire conference wow that would be impressive for uh 
Yeah. I, I keep wanting to call their coach Kent DeSormo because it's the name of a jockey, but <laughs> yeah, the jockey. Michael, Michael DeSormo, <laughs> I, I think. It's Michael. I think it's Michael. My, now, Michael Newman, were you, uh, were you alluding to maybe James Madison seeing the wild card, what they're going to bring this year? Yeah, I was not, but that'll be interesting Total. to see them coming up from FCS. We'll see if they... Georgia continue. State yeah. is right there. Georgia, Georgia State, State was the, the team yeah. that I was talking about yeah. in the East, along with you know, Marshall, Coastal, and App State. They've got a, a good defense and a really good running game. The key for me might be the passing game, but Darren Granger at, at quarterback had a really good first year as a starter, taking over for Quad Brown. He does lose a lot in the receiving core, so we'll see if he can actually take a step forward and, and unlock an explosive passing attack with without that receiving core but if he does then then they could definitely win the division and win the conference yeah i like them all right it's a good one all right our last one here focusing on some of the independents and primarily one team is byu a top 25 team yes i am all in on byu we've brought them up a little bit in in the off season they weren't far yeah they weren't far from being a top 25 team in the metrics last year and that was with some really bad injury luck on both sides of the ball. Now they're number one in the nation in returning production, which is subject to change. But that was Bill Connolly's latest tweet. <laughs> he They've keeps... been one or two for the whole offseason. So, right. you know. So they've got a really good dual threat quarterback, Jaron Hall. Losing Tyler Algier is big, but, you know, you can't, you can't lose nobody. You got to lose somebody. And yeah, I think yeah. they'll be able to weather that and still be one of the best offenses in the country with everyone else they have coming back. And the defense will likely, hopefully, take a big step forward with everybody back and, and just being healthier. Oh, yeah. This is, I mean, they're clearly a top 25 team t- t- in my eyes. They, they were 10 and three last year. Um, it's really bad injury luck. Before they had their first few games, the defense looked pretty darn good. Um, and they beat some good teams. They they won all their first. I think it was the first three games. Um, then the injuries happened, and then they just it really took a toll. And they had trouble stopping the run. And it you know I mean they still went ten and three, but I mean that was they they, they could have had a special special year if things just kind of if they were just normal as far as luck. Um, I like Puka Nakua, the, the former Washington transfer. He leads the way at receiver. Tough tough guy. Um, Ty, t- Tyler Algier is a, is a, is a loss, no doubt about it, but they do bring in a, a transfer, um, Chris Brooks from, from Cal. Um, so that's, you know, he had a lot of production there. So I think that's going to help negate that a little bit. He's maybe not quite Algier level, but he doesn't need to be, um, offensive line is strong. They're deep on the O line. They're saying about maybe nine deep on that on, up there. And so the tight end, Isaac Rex is one of the best tight ends, I think, and is going to be in one of the best in the country. He's going to be really, really darn good. I think this is a really good offense um, and the defense, so many starters back 10 uh, and some of them won't even start because of the guys they're bringing back from injury. So uh, they're clearly to me uh, a top 25 team. Yeah. And, and um, you know, when you really look at them last year, just like, no, right now. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm with you guys. I, we're all, we're all aboard the BYU train because last year they didn't regress much and they were, they had lost so much from the prior year with offensive coordinator Grimes, the alleged MILF hunter, Zach Wilson. They're just like they were they were <laughs> oh, so good last year. <laughs> See his tweet today? <laughs> yeah, that was or his Instagram yesterday. post was pretty funny. <laughs> oh, Instagram. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, it was pretty funny. Uh but anyways, uh Jaron Hall. I, I've said it all off season. I'm I'm all in on him. 
if you haven't seen him, you got to watch him. I mean, he he's an efficient passer, average five yards per carry as well. The, the, and you're going to get opportunities to see them because the, the challenge with BYU is I think by the metrics, they'll be a top 25 team, but they have a very difficult schedule. They play Baylor at Oregon. They get Notre Dame in Vegas. They have Arkansas at Boise. Those are just a few. So I think with, but with Jaron Hall at quarterback and with all those opportunities, they're going to surprise and knock off a couple of those teams I listed. And then the last point I do want to bring up is their special teams. Jake Oldroyd, one of the best kickers coming back. Their punter averaged almost 50 yards per punt. So I like the special teams in the the close games that they have. Special teams, one third of the game. There you go. Also, shout out. Yeah, Ryan. Well, I I was going to bring up other teams, uh, potentially. I was going to bring up uh, Liberty. 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 Who, Ryan? Liberty? Liberty. Yeah. Yeah. Is that what I said? Yeah. (laughs) Well, you know, it is a T. Now, yeah, Liberty, man. They got... I mean, of course, they lose uh, Malik Willis, who was a stud for them for a couple years at quarterback. Um, but they bring in my boy, Charlie Brewer. <laughs> just as athletic, just, <laughs> oh my as, gosh. just as effective as Malik Willis. Okay? With your with your coach, Hugh Freeze. Hey, I will say, Charlie Brewer, he is a program savior, okay? So he left BYU. I'm sorry. He left Baylor. They won, a, they won the Big 12 after he left. He left Utah. They won the Pac-12 after he left. So if you would have left a few games earlier, they might have made the playoff. Well, what are you, semantics? <laughs> okay, but <laughs> just saying. Now at Liberty, dude, they're looking for if he leaves mid-year, look out for Liberty. But I'm looking towards 2023 <laughs> for the Flames. They're actually right. young this year too, so it's actually could actually happen. They 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 could have a pretty darn good 23 year. Okay, and also another independent shout out to Army. It uh, they they should be good again. Their I think season win total is at eight. Should be between them and Air Force for the Commander and Chiefs Trophy. Andre Carter, stud linebacker. Yeah, he's yeah. a sack machine. And there was it Buchanan, the line the, the 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 running back or fullback was like two hundred and sixty pounds or something. He's a beast. Went over a thousand last year. Munkins just got that program humming. Yep, yep. And then for Notre Dame, of course, check out our YouTube channel. That'll be up. In the next couple days here, that'll do it for our G5 and Independence preview. Thanks for listening, and we'll talk to you next week. You've been listening to the College Football Bros. If you have any questions for the next podcast, email them to collegefootballbros at gmail.com. To keep up with the brothers on social media, like them on Facebook at College Football Bros. Follow them on Instagram at College Football Bros. And for their commentary on Saturdays, follow them on Twitter at CFB Bros. Thanks for listening.